Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for another wonderful day. Thank you so much because you are faithful. Like the rising of the sun and the setting of the same, you are faithful. And because you are faithful, we know that we are safe under the shadows of your wings. This morning, please speak to us. Let your holy angels encompass around us and hide us under thy wings again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning, I would like us to look at the book of Second Samuel, chapter 11, and I will also join it with Psalms 51. We know that David was the king, and he was somebody who loved the Lord a great deal. And the Lord also loved David because he was somebody who was very open with the Lord. He would tell the Lord his heart. And he's actually the one who wrote many of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. And he wrote them from his heart, crying out to the Lord and pouring out his heart to the Lord. And that is what the Lord is looking for from us even today. That when we come to him, we may just surrender and pour ourselves out to him. Be honest and be real with our God and not pretend. And so today I find a lot of encouragement in this story of David. Let us start it from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 11. We know that David was the king and there was a war and he had sent his manservant Joab to go with the rest of the team into war. And he had remained, he had tarried in Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the evening that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And... David sent messengers and took her, and she came in to him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. And this is now where we see the problem becoming even worse. Let alone the fact that David saw this woman and called for her and slept with her. That was not even enough. He went ahead and did worse things beyond that in an effort to try and cover up. Because we are told that David sent to Job saying that Uriah be brought back and Uriah actually came back and David had a session with him. And David asked him that he may go now to his house and he may rest. And Uriah did not go back to his house and he decided that now if Uriah is not listening to what he is being instructed, then in that case he would clear Uriah. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and set him 
and set, sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set you Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire you from him that he may be smitten and die. And actually that is what happened. It came to pass that Uriah was set in the front place and he was able to, uh, and he died as a result. And it came to pass that actually this um, Uriah was put in the front line and he died. And now we are being told here that Joab sent to David and told him all the things concerning the war and charged the messenger saying, when you have made an end of telling the matters of the war to the king, and if so be that the king's wrath arise and he say to you, wherefore approached you so near to the city when you did fight, knew you not that they would shoot from the wall? And the point we are making here is this, Uriah died in the war. And it was as a result of the plan of David with Joab. Friends, now when we come to the book of Psalms, this is now the psalm that David is writing. David is writing this psalm after the Lord has sent to him a prophet, a prophet who was called Nathan, and he came up to him and he knew what the David had done and he was able to tell David of his sin and David repented now before the Lord. And now David is writing this psalm as a penitent psalm. And this is what I want us to learn from here. Well, let us be able to see the pain of sin, the sinfulness of sin and what this can do to the soul that refuses to repent until we come to the point that we surrender everything in the hands of the Lord and we pour out our heart to him and we give him all. We surrender everything in his hand. The Lord, the word of God says in the book of Psalms 51, the word is saying here in verse 1, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. It is important to note that we must come to the place where we acknowledge that we have sinned before God. That is the part where we go and we are confessing our sin before God. For if we do not confess our sin, then how will the Lord know that we are acknowledging that we have sinned against him? The word says in verse 4 that I have sinned against thee only. That David here is recognizing that he did not just sin against humanity. He did something that was wrong. Even to Bathsheba, because Bathsheba now has got no husband. And if they had their children, their children are now fatherless. We remember when jo Joseph also had an incident with the wife of his master and he wa she wanted to sleep with him. What did Joseph do? Joseph ran away and he said, I cannot sin against God. 
he recognized that when you do such a thing, you're sinning against God, not just against your master alone, but against God. And so he says, against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. But thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Let me tell us, friends, we have all been shapen in iniquity. It is easier for us to think sin than to think righteousness. Unless we come to the place where we have embraced the word of the Lord and we have embraced Jesus Christ in our life to the point that we are surrendered to him, that when we see sin, we will run away from sin. We need to cry to the Lord to save us, to save us that when we see sin, we will not go to embrace sin, but we will run away from it like a plague. In verse 7, that please purge me, purge me with hyssop, make me to be clean, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. It is only God who is able to wash you and me from sin. No other human being can make you to be clean. Only when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, will he be able to forgive you after you have confessed your sin. He will forgive you and he will cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. And your joy and your gladness will be able to return back to you. And your worries and the pain that you have been going through will be taken away from you. Because let me tell you, when you have done sin and you are aware about it, that thing gets deep into your yourself. In fact, you feel so uncomfortable when you have sinned that you cannot even pray before God. And so when even he is saying that, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It is because within himself, he was already feeling that something is terribly gone wrong. He was not comfortable in his spirit. He was not comfortable in his heart. He knew that his heart is filthy because of what he has done. He had killed a man. He had taken the wife of a man. He had sinned before God. And so he cries to the Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your ways, and the sinners shall be converted unto you. He knew that when he has got a, re, a new, a clean heart and the right spirit within him, then now he would be free even to go out and teach. He would be free even to testify of the goodness of the Lord. Because how will you stand up to teach about the Lord whom you have transgressed against and you know it and you have not confessed? Friends, I don't know whether you go through this experience, but I have this experience that when I have sinned and I've not gone to the Lord to confess, even when I go on my knees to pray, my sin is ever before me. The way David said it, that my sin is ever before me. He says that because you are not clear in your conscience. 
you are disturbed in your spirit because of that sin. And let me tell you, friends, until I come to the point where I say, Lord, forgive me, or I go even to the person and tell the person, please forgive me for this that I did. I will not be free in my spirit and I cannot worship God in spirit and in truth. And so I understand what David was going through when he wrote even this psalm to us, that we may learn from it, that we may be able to give ourselves fully to the Lord and confess the sins and repent completely. And it goes on to say, verse 14, Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Blood guiltiness. Friends, it is not an easy thing when you're guilty. Guilt can kill you. And guilt can make you to be so uncomfortable that wherever you are walking, when something wrong happens to you, when you meet with a challenge, you just think that it is because of that thing that you did. You think it is because of that sin that you committed. And so it is better as soon as you realize you have gone into sin that you confess your sin and you turn completely away from it so that you do not feel that feeling of guilt. Or, you know, this one, in this case, David had murdered. And murder, I believe you and I even, you never think that you want to kill someone. David did it. And so I can imagine the level of guilt. The guilt of shedding somebody's blood was in him. It was there and it was heavy upon his heart. And he goes on to say, O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For thou desirest not a sacrifice. If you desired a sacrifice, God, I would give it. If I was to pay money so that I can be okay again, I would pay money. But I cannot. You cannot accept that kind of an offering. You cannot accept that kind of a sacrifice because he does not delight in the burnt offering or even in the sacrifice of anything physical we could ever give. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart is what the Lord is looking for. What is brokenness? You are laid bare before God and saying, Lord, you know everything. It is only against you that I have sinned. And you leave that matter in his hand and confess and repent, turning away from it. That is the contrite heart. Turn completely away from that thing that you have done. And the Lord will be able to hear. It is not in the physical offering that you can give. It is just in the brokenness of your heart in that contrition, in that deep contrition that the Lord can hear when you go to him now in prayer. And the Lord loved David a lot. He was close to the heart of the Lord. Why? Because he opened his heart to God and he was able to talk to him and to pour out everything to him. And now I ask me and you, that all of us may come to the same place where when we sleep and we fall, because we are bound to sleep and fall, when we do, what do we do with that sleeping? Let us go to the Lord and let us ask him to forgive us. And for sure he will. And when we have been forgiven, 
Let us turn completely and never want to go back the same way again. May the Lord bless you today as you go out. And as we know that the Lord is so loving and so kind that when we come to him in the right spirit, with the right heart, he is going to hear and is going to answer our cry. May the Lord bless you and keep you today. Thank you for listening and may your, the, the will of the Lord be done in your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, thank you. You have spoken. And thank you because your arms are wide open to receive us when we come, even to seek your face when we knock on your door because you always open your door unto us. May you receive us, Lord. May you forgive our sins and cleanse us and that we may start on a clean slate with you again today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.